I'd be like that. See, that was me. I'd be like, look, man, we told you. We told you this would happen. We done told you, boy. Yeah. It's like, that sucks that you only get, really get to watch one ep a week. I know. The fact that that still happens I is think, horrible. See, because there are such long episodes of time, I think having a bit of space would be quite good for unpacking. Oh, man. That's... Fucking hell. Can't wait. Also, it gives us, like... April's a good month. <laughs> Evangelion's going to be in the one go, right? That's Evan Gelling's going to drop the whole thing in one oh, they, can't, oh, yeah, I, yeah. they can't. They can't. They can't do that. Ten old one eye. That'd be yeah. two weeks. Fuck off. They'd be yeah. laughing. Fuck would laugh at them if they did that. You're like, well, I wonder what happens next week. <laughs> Which is why. No, you'd the be three, like the three days off I've got my birthday. I'll get that done. I would imagine. No, nah. It's not like when Attack on Titan is out. Your face would like a oh. series ended when you were oh, like, man. just distraught. That I, you had, or like, even, a, even remember, an episode. Yeah, like an that, episode's like, oh man, I got away all fucking week. Halfway through season two, that bit where like Ern and they fucking the armor titan are facing off, and Ern gets him in a headlock, and I actually shouted, rip his fucking head off! <laughs> and then it went to be continued. I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> Do you know like the sit, old, sit for a full week, like, you know, like one of the only times where you was to be continued, where it was never a surprise and it was like no suspense when it was the sixties Batman TV show. And it's like, what will Batman and Robin do to get off this train track? Same bat time, same bat, you know, day. And then next week it's like, oh mate, yeah, he's got something in his utility belt. He always does the bat chainsaw that was in that utility belt the whole time. That tiny yellow belt. Held that chainsaw. I yeah. love that show. I I kind of want to watch I, the sixties Batman I, I, film again because it's it's on Cine World. Yeah, that's where I seen the advertise. I was like, I kind of want to watch it because it is fucking ridiculous. But it is also on Sky, so if yeah. You TV. But <laughs> do you remember? Like, I don't know. Like, I know. But see, the thing about like going to something like that in the cinema is kind of cool when you're there enjoying it at the same level. The atmosphere is kind of fun because everybody's laughing at it as well. See, we, we say things like that, but do you not remember that time we went to GFT to watch Halloween? And oh, yeah. those dicks who weren't happy that you were sitting going, I've got no indoor voice. I'm pure steaming. Yeah. I carry whisper. Which I was fine with because I was steaming as well. Yeah. But they were like, <laughs> I mean, you must have been on the other side of that as well, though, where like, you go to watch a film. And there's some dickbag just being loud as fuck in the screen, and you don't want it. We've done that though. Yeah, all, all of us did it when we were at the old Odeon, you know what yeah, I mean? But I then turned around and go, shut. shut. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember we were working Rather in the Odeon, and uh, we got a complaint put against us for watching Tropic Thunder? That was just because the customer said that the film wasn't as funny as we were laughing at it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was pretty funny. Do you remember though. that though? Yeah, like, I, I remember it basically the, saying the that, complaint was that we were laughing too much and the film wasn't that funny. I remember I, I did. I remember Tropic Thunder being alright. It's, fu- it's, it's, it's funny, man. Yeah, yeah, I remember. It's, it's problematic now. But... Well, see, okay, the, the disabled jokes are the problematic part. I don't know if the Robert Downey Jr. bit is problematic. Because be- it's meant to be Because it's meant to be yeah. highlighting that. Yeah, mm. like it, there is a, a layer of irony there, definitely, mm. for the, the stuff, but it still happened. Yeah, mm. the other thing was when we went to watch The Thing and folks started laughing at the start of that film. And yeah, I was like, you were really angry about that. I don't get it. I, 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 said, I believe I said, Neil, why are these people laughing at this? And you went, don't, worry, that, they'll, don't worry, they'll be dead soon. Is, is that maybe you 
taking it too seriously though. I just was like, everyone's laughing is at this. Is that being a bit too precious about your I think it is, because like... It, that is it funny? Bit, yeah. It's like, it starts with a guy in a helicopter shooting, shooting a sniper's rifle at a dog and then throwing grenades but at it's it. But it's got that Ennio like, Morricone score though and it's kind of sinister now. Yeah, I'm, I'm more like, yeah, what's going on here, man? You have, you have to remember though, it was an all-night Halloween kind of show and all of it hmm. where people have been drinking... There'll be people who've maybe never seen it before and don't know. But I mean, also, like, parts of that in, movie in, in are art. absolutely campy and ridiculous. Yeah, like because, of where, because of where it was made. Yeah. Okay. Then. It's fine. I like how we have transitioned, though, from, like, we were just talking normally, and then it kind of just became... The podcast. The podcast. Like, mm. it wasn't isn't, isn't that kind of how this normally goes? No, like, no, normally it kind of ends up like Tommy kind of recounts something about like what he's watched in the week. Oh, right. And then I'm like, and is that a review? It's Raptors in the Kitchen and stuff. But this like did just transition from regular conversation into, all right, everyone's kind of doing their formal, let's not be as Ouija as possible podcast voice. <laughs> all right. Uh, so this is Raptors in the Kitchen. I, I'm one of your hosts, Paco Rodriguez. I'm joined by the fucking... Diet Saboteur Neil McCulloch. Good evening. I'm not a diet saboteur. He's I'm not forced those. I'm, I'm nearly positioned the sweeties. He, he's a bad habit enabler. <laughs> I do not push them on you. I merely. Is he a habitual light stepper? <laughs> <laughs> he's in the crazy world of Arthur Brown. That's a different thing. It is a different thing. <laughs> it's Charlie Murphy says that. Who is it? Is a habitual light stepper? It's a fucking Um, Rick James. Rick James is a habitual light stepper. Habitually, (laughs) he's a habitual line stepper. Very good. It's very Fuck good. your couch, John, he uh, he had like a really good way of telling stories though, man. Like yeah, I even, forgot he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fucking hell, man. He, yeah, there's a couple of them that don't feature on the actual Chappelle show that are very good as well. And again, just he's got he's a really good storyteller. I can't think of anything for you, Tom, so you're just Tommy Vass. That's cool, me, man. Joining me as always is Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. So how's your week been, Paco? I mean, has it been a week, Tom? It feels like it was just days ago. Because, yeah. Maybe because I had to listen to the podcast again yesterday as I was editing and publishing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, week's been fine. Uh, you've, you've learned that um, boiling eggs and then put them in oh, the fridge yeah, overnight, yeah. then having to peel them off is a harder job than what you like. Right, this is the thing. I end up buying like the egg and spinach pots out of Sainsbury's quite frequently, <coughs> just because you know they're mega convenient and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, but they're also expensive, so I was like, man, I can boil eggs. That's not difficult. I can buy spinach. Also not difficult. The hassle of peeling that egg was enough to make me think I might just continue yeah. getting the fucking pots out of Sainsbury's. Wow. You have to take into account how much time you're losing by peeling that egg. Is it worth it? I mean, I realise this is like the most first world of first world problems, but I'm a lazy, lazy man. <laughs> uh, if I can get my eggs pre-peeled, then that's that's how that's going to go down. Mm-hmm. If it makes you feel any better, Paco, I was in Lidl's yesterday buying stuff for making dinner, and as a trained professional chef, I chose to buy the jar of pre-chopped lazy garlic. Just, just because I couldn't be arsed. Surely that's chopping fine. my own garlic. I mean, there's no like detriment to having pre-chopped garlic, right? Like no, but it's, the, I mean, it's, the, it's, the, it's the same. Yeah, but like fre- fresh concept. garlic and like that stuff, there's no difference, right? You're not going to taste a difference, no, or really. yeah. That's Does Lidl still sell that giant steak? 
That comes and goes. When I was in yesterday, they had um, they had uh, Coat de Boeuf, which is ribeyes on the bone uh, for £8. And I seriously thought about getting one. Oh, Because I do like a ribeye on the bone. Nice one. Mm. Who doesn't? Well. Straight up, man. Those filthy vegans. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's obviously a joke, by the way. I feel need to kind of not justify that, but what, what we're trying to say here. Like, I, I would like to be at least vegetarian. No, I just say. Uh, no, what you, what you should be saying is now, I am a left and liberal. You should be saying <laughs> that's that's that should be your catchphrase. That's my, what you were saying my last week. And, yeah. That should be your new Twitter handle. <laughs> I you're, am man, at I am a leftist liberal. Your your sign off for me in last week's show actually had me fucking laughing at the computer because I forgot you said it. Oh, good stuff. Uh, do you remember what it was that you said? Yeah, did I not? Did I not say? Well, I thought it was not. You could get Paco at I'm a leftist liberal. No, what was you, it? You said uh, you can get Neil McCulloch at Scotch Eight, and you can get Paco at Super uh, Liberal Woke. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> it's like it's, I forgot you'd said it, man. A genuine and super liberal. Just woke. really loud laughing at man. <laughs> it's getting to the point where. Are like, you super liberal? I, I think so. I mean, like, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff that. I, Do you like the term woke? I don't, mind, I don't mind it. Do you like I, the I term influencer? A, no, I fucking hate the term influencer. Thankfully, we have no influence. So. <laughs> I don't know, man. You're it's currently doing a super bad pose just now. Is that what this is? Uh, your, is your hands in your pockets? They're in my ribs. Like I'm tucking Fuck. them in my ribs. <laughs> you think about those rib eyes? Maybe that's what it is, oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, so you don't like the word influencer. No. I just think it's not so much. It's not so much the word influencer, it's everything. Everything that it stands for. Mm hmm. Because, I mean, like, people have been influenced by celebrities since celebrities Decades, were a thing, man. People have been influenced yeah, by... It's now inf- people being influenced by plebs. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think that's it. It's like, you, you yeah. had, like, this kind of slow, slow dive, nosedive into, like, celebrities who are celebrities just for being on shit like Big Brother for, like, no talent whatsoever. They're just... Well, they were, they were stuck right. in front of a camera and even, that was it. Even those people, it's like, okay, fair enough, you get a an advertising deal because you've been on the telly it's people who become influencers because they show their arse on the Instagram yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And that, that's, and that's, that's a it. very specific subset nah, but it's like, like, there's, there's plenty of just insert generic white dude influencers out there that's mm-hmm. like they all fucking look the same they all start every video with what's up guys it's your boy <laughs> you know whatever like a fucking <laughs> Yeah, they do do Every that. single one of them, man. Yeah. And, like, they all do that thing where, like, even if it's just one sentence, rather than kind of filming the whole thing in one take, they cut it halfway through the sentence without losing the audio, so it looks mm. like it's kind of edited, but it's just... I, I, I hate it. I fucking... Right. Okay. Man. No, I, um, yeah, it's like, I kind of... I hear what you're saying, Neil, just, like... You get folk that are paid, like, yeah, they're a celebrity, so we want them endorsed, you know, like Gary Lineker for Golden was, Wonder Crisps. Yeah, it was, it was like this week. Um, Not Golden Wonder, sorry, Walkers. Uh, sorry, Gary. WWE superstar, The Undertaker, mm-hmm. Big Mark Calloway, has become an Instagram basic bitch. And all is he only doing that now, a lot? All, no, he's he's only just kind of started doing uh, it. Which, is there not like a dude equivalent of basic bitch? I don't know. I think I've heard Jenny Young use it before, and I was like, that makes sense. 
Because yeah. things like liking Rocky and liking Stallone and stuff yeah, are like completely basic then, yeah. things. Aye, all right. And football and that. <laughs> yeah. There's a few things where it's like, I, I like something and I'm like, that is pretty fucking basic. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, I'd be like, you know... Like, oh man, I really fucking dig the first Die Hard movie, or I really yeah. dig George. Like, fucking Basic right on, man. Fuck, man. Like, right on, man. That's cool as fuck. Yeah. I don't really see it as like when you're saying it like that. I it it, it comes across to me as a slur. Like you kind of no, I mean, it, it kind of is though. No, like, it's taking... a slur, but you're not. You the slur is not against you because you also you... like things which have depth. Yeah, like, and yeah. have a, have a bit of depth of character for yourself. It's a story against people like Dan Riker, who uh, you know, yeah, Dan, only, only likes basic. the popular things. What are you talking about, man? He's a he's a best selling author. <laughs> <laughs> I would read his book. So I would. I love Dan Riker, but he is a fucking yeah, basic, really basic, basic bitch. No, but to see though, like a lot of shit that we're like, no, nobody likes that one. Like, was it? Like, I think it was the very first thing. Because you'd said to me, I think you'd like basic, this guy, Dan Reichert. What? Basic bro. Is that it? Just that's basic it. bro? Bruh. But I mean, like, that's no. like way less derogatory than... But the, see, like, I remember you... The gender-swapped counterpart. Hashtag woke. Hashtag liberal. Super. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, no. <laughs> no, when I, when I was saying that, I remember you showed me a video, or was I don't know, you listened to me listen to audio recording, and I think it was when Dan had just came on Giant Bomb, and... Jeff was going right through him because of stuff he likes, and it was like a Mario game that was shit that nobody likes. Yeah, yeah. And Mario Party. Yeah, and you're like, no, Mario. Is it Mario Sunshine's yeah, better than no, it? Oh, Mario Sunshine is well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's stuff that not everyone likes. But is that was that the popular? But like that's like, it's a, a total Nintendo made it, and therefore it's good opinion. Which it also really is it kind of like when folk really like Apple products and like well, yeah. Like, yeah, it's exactly well, like that. It's like they, they for just, hours. They just like sorry, they, they iTunes. Refuse, they refuse to acknowledge any like valid criticisms and stuff, or like actually really engage critically, like kind of about a, a, a kind of product. I thought I was just a fanboy though, rather yeah, than I mean, basic yeah, fan, bro. Fanboys can be quite basic as well. Yeah. Okay. So last week we spoke about a starting up a podcast where it's just essentially me talking about things I don't like. Mm-hmm. So I thought of a name. Oh. Well, Hold on, let's let's all let's take, all, take a drink of juice you, before you, this one you, comes uh, out. You suggest the name, Tom. Go for it. What, oh, what would you call No, I need to. I need to think about these things. Right? What is it? The the, the thing is, you talk about shit you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> shit, I don't like. Feature, I don't know. Featuring packles. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, I don't know. Just to, like I, again, I'd have to Fair think enough, over. See a, if you'd give me this task. Yeah, if I if you give me a wee well, I would have thought about this. Right, we call it Paco Don't Preach. <laughs> that is fucking great. You like uh, it? That is very good. Yeah. That is very clever. And I have to ask, how long did it take here? And when did you think of it? Sure, but surely, if it's a thing, if it's a podcast about things you don't like, it should be Paco Gonna Preach. But then it doesn't fit with the song. Or Paco Don't Preach. <laughs> Uh, it's because that song came on the radio and I was like, oh, okay, that, that could be a thing, man. Let's go <laughs> just secure your head, yeah. eh? But uh, it's obviously not going to happen because um, you can only talk about how bad Lord of the Rings is for so long. <laughs> what about calling it Ride With Me? Ride With Me? Yeah, but you have to, <laughs> yeah, but you have to say it the way Ray Fine says it, Red Dragon. 
Ride did, with me did for you, my Paco. Did, did you appreciate the little pause I put in before I went, for my pleasure? Oh man, honestly. So, 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 so the day I got an audio recording from Paco, which was unusual, I was like, holy shit, man, always all right on WhatsApp. And I was, Ride with me. And I was like, fucking great, man. Ride with me. I still have that. Oh man, I've got that my saved images of him fucking peeing out, the, peeing out the van looking all we, right. We, we don't need to explain this again, do we? We've we, no, we we explained this. We talked about this. Yeah. Like a couple yeah. weeks Relatively yeah. recently. Yeah. 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 It's so funny though. Like every now and again, I just think about it and laugh. Oh, I know. Good times, it's like, good yeah, times. I know. Uh, our our friend Santino. Um, Do you say that film's rubbish? Red Dragon. Oh, you are wrong. No, I am not. Oh. Red Dragon's the tits. It's Did great. you not listen to when it was just being him? Did I big talk about that? I think I listened to the start of it. And then, was... <laughs> <laughs> and then he heard something you didn't like because Sque- he's super liberal woke. Skip to the end. <laughs> he get triggered. <laughs> That's a dangerous game. Fuck knows what I've said in that podcast. Well, I mean, I wasn't on it at that point, so that's fucking all on you, man. I got a compliment from uh, my mate at work who listens to it. He says, you did really well, man, when it was you who hosted it. And I'm like, thanks, man. I fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to listen anymore. Don't listen to him, Jamie. You can, I appreciate your words, is mate. Is that Jamie Fleming? Yes, it is. Aye. Well, okay, you're not allowed to listen, Jamie, because <laughs> you're one of our top uh, top listeners yeah. on SoundCloud. Yeah, man. Well, we, we can actually find out Exact yeah. people, yeah. We have done. We've kind of shouted about before. I think so. Yeah, um, it's weird. It's hit, like, it Andy McEwen seems borderline stalker material. Andy's a good pal, man. <laughs> uh, Andy's a local filmmaker, and he's, he's a good guy. Like he was. I, my favorite thing that he does online is he trolls the Daily Record <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> like they'll say something, he's like, "Yeah, what of it? Record." <laughs> he just calls it record all the time. Like, that's doing, really funny. Doing good work there, Andy. Doing good work. That is funny as fuck. Right. He must have had a problem listening to an episode at one point though, because he listened to it apparently seven times. So, <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Either that or he just really likes our voices. Can, can we confirm that the guy in Vietnam was Balnave? <laughs> possibly. I'll possibly. message him. Well, yeah, it's, only, be... it's only if he listened to it through SoundCloud, which is the caveat there, actually. Right, okay. be uh, by SoundCloud. Mm. Otherwise, it just comes up as a number. Mm. We still seem to like... I'm pretty sure we're getting consistent people from this, those certain places in Canada and the, the US. So it's the same oh, okay. It's the same towns that keep coming up. So Sweet. <clears throat> the Russian bots have lost interest. They'll be back. Uh, we yeah, man. get a smattering of <laughs> listens from all over the Middle East, which is highly odd. Uh, the Christian rock stations didn't make a comeback after their their one day. That a hundred people from the Netherlands was a one off. Yeah. Wait, was that like within a month? It was a hundred four. Right, so we've now done this for a year. Yeah. Right? Well, like we've, we've like with Neil. Yeah. With Neil. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We've managed, I think it was something like 37 episodes. Mm. So most of them, the weeks that are missing mm-hmm. there, like at least it's not 52, is completely my laziness in uh, kind of getting the, the podcast out there. But nah, there's, there's been a, a few weeks where the scheduling has been quite bad for everybody. What, what do you think our three most listened to episodes are? Ready oh. Player One. Yeah. The yeah. Predator. It's probably what maybe uh, no no but it's too too early for those uh, those numbers for the us one. It's, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. It's probably ones where we've fucking chastised something. Maybe Jurassic World. Oh God. Right. So now I've actually forgot most of them. <laughs> <laughs> the the one I do remember is the one where we talked about the Meg and. The oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think Mile Twenty Two is another one. Really? Yeah. And because right. I all three, I was expecting. 
the Avengers one to be like the mm. one because like even after that film's not in the cinema, mm. if people see that coming up on a, a thing, mm. I would have thought they would have clicked on that more. Did you see the second trailer, Paco? I know Neil did. Yes. I, can't, I think Neil said something along the lines of like that handshake. Is... Oh, I see when see like if you've not seen the trailer. Well, yeah, tough. yeah, you we're you, talk about you, you should watch 30 that trailer. Se- Thirty seconds in. Uh, uh, so sorry, equal, was... Equalizer two, uh, the one with the Meg in the Darkest Hour in Mile Twenty Two mm-hmm. of the Three. I'm seeing it there, Andy and Jamie. Well done, boys. Thanks very much. What thirty seconds into that trailer, Tony Stark goes to Two. Captain America. Do you trust me? Captain America goes. I trust you. And they shake hands, uh, and I might have had a bit of a set to be. <laughs> it's it's fucking what trailer, man. Yeah, it really is. Get all kinds of buzz, man. It's amazing to it. think that they're still seeing all footage in the trailers and still like the first twenty minutes. They've always got cool lines. <laughs> it's like the Thanos. Not he says something along the lines of. Look what look what's happened to you, and it's ledges all the way back to me, kind of yeah. thing. And I'm like, fucking hell, man! Which leads, leads me to believe that there's a different villain. Yeah, that's exactly that what film. I was about to say. Like, uh, again, my mate Andy Connor, uh, who I work with, said the same thing. He's like, I, I bet Thanos is barely in this one, yeah. and I agree. Well, like, I don't think yeah. he's gonna. Is there not like the rumor being that what Thanos did is to benefit him against somebody else, not just the Avengers? Like, he didn't just I, do it. I it's hope like, not, man, because like that's too similar to like the old Star Wars. We are doing things uh, where, like, after however many fucking hundreds of books came out, they made out as if Emperor Palpatine was only a big ruthless dickhead because he was trying to prepare the galaxy for an outward invasion from a different galaxy. Yeah, building. Yeah, like, just, dread, um, nobody but, you know what I mean? Though it's like that's like I, I get the the Marvel Cinematic Universe is exactly the most original thing on the fucking planet, but a uh, and again has loads of uh, that, loads of publishings that are that con- seventy something years old, well that, sixty something that years old. That concept of oh the villain was only bad because he was actually trying to save people. Fuck off! Like why would he not never have said that? Why would he never have been like? Are you alright when the heroes like that though? What do you mean? Like again, we were talking about June, but like Paul Atreides is doesn't want to be who oh, no, he that's is. Different. Paul Paul was like actively trying to fucking avoid his fate, and like mm. he hates every second of the fact that he is roped in and tied mm. into this like jihad. Uh, but it's it's his son Leto is like a, a really good character though because well, like, is it? Yeah, he uh, he it. takes on that responsibility big time and mm-hmm. does not care that everybody sees him as this fucking horrible tyrant because he's like. I know it's good for you guys. Like, literally, I've fucking seen the future and the only way that humanity survives is by me being this colossal dickhead. And a big terrifying <laughs> man-worm thing. Yeah. June is <laughs> such a fucking good series, man. I love yeah. that, I love that. Uh, I think it was News Fump had that uh, that story which was Christian Bale puts on uh, 500,000 <laughs> 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 to play Sandworm in June. <laughs> 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 Of the big sandworm, then a tiny wee kind of photographic Christian Bale mugging the camera. That was very good. Um, when is that? When when are we expecting to get that? Well, it's only started filming. Ah, uh, you probably really? we'll talk maybe next next year, the year after, mate. Man, maybe the year after, probably because again, it's going to be split into two. I really um, hope they fire Jason Momoa before <laughs> before it goes too far. Poor Momoa, man, what do you do to you? <laughs> man, he acted badly in everything he's in. Is he bad in Stargate? I think yes. we've talked about this. Like, but is everybody bad in Stargate? He's fine, as a, he's fine as Aquaman. Yeah, but he is not a good Duncan Idol. We've had this exact conversation. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Right, okay. So, so how was your week, Tommy? 
Yeah, not bad, man. The, the Avengers trailer uh, dropped. Dead exciting. Uh, I watched the, the Joker, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Todd Phillips's Joker trailer. Uh, the poster dropped yesterday. I thought the poster was really cool. The trailer dropped. Very interesting. Very, very interesting, man. I thought the trailer was very good, and I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it now. Whereas before, <clears throat> I wasn't sure. So what what actually happens in this trailer? It's it is just an origin story, um, but it's basic. It's based like the Joker is a guy called Arthur Fleck who, you see him like he's just a, he's a troubled man, uh, and you see him kind of going through this kind of the ropes of being bullied, uh, and it basically it's about him becoming the Joker. Um, but it's, and at no point does he fall into a vat of acid. Yeah, there's no. Is that a good thing or a bad thing in your opinion, Neil? <clears throat> yeah, I don't mind. It, I don't yeah, it looks as if it's kind of like the Nolan ones where they're grounded in reality. Yeah. There's not going to be like, you know, I, well, we don't think. It, it doesn't look like <clears throat> it's part of what is the current DC cinematic universe. Yeah, it, yeah. Which I think is a very good thing. Yeah, and there's I no really Batman. Hope, yeah, I really hope this thing is. You don't think Batman's in it even as a cameo? I hope Batman isn't in it. I, like, I, I, I remember, would be amazed if it, there's not at least a reference, like it's someone well, talking about a, him. Alec Baldwin was cast as Thomas Wayne, but he dropped out because he thought that the character on paper started to read a bit Trump-esque. So he dropped out of, of that. Course. So Thomas Wayne is in it, but I don't, I don't know if it's going to be. He's going to be looked on as... Not, not a tyrant, but not, not a, a bad guy, rather okay. than... I've spoken about this in the show before, but like that whole kind of thing where now whenever like a, a villain is in a, a movie, mm. they just tie it back to Trump like so readily, so easily, all the time. Like there's usually like a make something great again comment or just yeah. something that kinda is quite unmistakably about him. And it like always just like really annoys me because it's just it feels like low hanging fruit. Like yeah, it's punching <clears throat> down. Yeah, but like is, is it a case of I only feel like that because I'm watching these things as it's happening in yeah. real life. I think I think so like, that is the issue of yeah. it. Um, what was it? I was like, what was it? There was something. It seems pandering. I think is what it is. There was there was something I watched recently. Um, oh fuck! It's going to really annoy me. Where? Oh Christ! Oh no! It was it was us actually. Hmm. Um. If there's something like the kind of subtext of us, which I which I kind of read off it, I felt was kind of tired and kind of a bit bo- a bit kind of boring, based on the fact that we're currently living <coughs> in, yeah. in it. Yeah, Neil has talked about the motion picture us not rappers in the kitchen collectively. <laughs> uh, maybe I was. I think we're I think we're better than that film. Uh, <laughs> seeing like the couple of days since we recorded that episode, have you guys had any more thoughts on that? Like, have you mellowed on it or no? It's still it or... still garbage. But I I'm not, <clears throat> I can't. I'm not angry about it. I'm just hmm. it's garbage. Will yeah. I watch it again? Yes. I mean, I rush really? to no. Yeah, 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 I'll watch it again, probably. Like, I, I've now well, listened... Maybe once a hype kind of died down. I, I'm but... in, as I said, I'm in no rush to... I'm too busy. My, my, my mind right now is Avengers Endgame and Game of Thrones. But that's I, I, I've now that's where I'm at, so I, I don't need to see it. If it comes on Netflix... I mean, it's the same as... I rewatched again, because I was playing a lot of Red Dead, I think I talked about this. I rewatched a few Westerns. Like, I rewatched Tombstone. I hadn't seen that since I was a kid, which is a fucking great movie. Uh, and I rewatched the Hateful Eight, and I remember thinking to myself, I want to watch the Hateful Eight again because it's 
boring. And I watched it again. I was like, better second viewing. It's quite still kind of boring. The when you were talking about the hateful eight last week, I thought I could maybe give that a go. <clears throat> and then I saw that the extended cut is coming onto Netflix, which makes it even longer. I've listened to uh, people whose opinions I kind of respect a lot of time about film. Now Are you going to name them? It's the Let's, Let's Fight a Boss podcast mm. uh, people. Um, they're the ones who like, when Ready Player One came out and like, again, we fucking hated it, but like, it was getting quite positive reviews and stuff. Like the Let's Fight a Boss guys uh, and girl like uh, they all mirrored exactly what we were saying and like were just as equally as confused mm. it was actually like last week uh, you said something and I, I hit back with the, the quote of uh, it's rubbish and you just don't understand how art works that's actually a line from the Ready Player One episode of Let's Fight a Boss that they say in it right uh, <coughs> but yeah like they, they were like all three of them really enjoyed it and like hearing them talk about all, all this stuff like so many of the points that they bring up as positives were exactly the things that we brought up yeah. as a negative. Like I just don't understand it. I just cannot. Oh, did they enjoy it then? I all three of them loved it. Oh. Like, um, which I wasn't expecting. Like as soon as they started talking about it, I was like, "All right, man, they're going to fucking rip into this." And like, no, that way it's like, I guess it's validation, but it's also just like. Mm. Well, that's what I was going to say. You are you watching <laughs> it for validation? No, no, no. Like no. I, I genuinely, again, I really want to hear. Like especially what Alan has to say about it because like Alan is like amazingly erudite and like quite eloquent when it comes to like his wording and stuff and a lot of things and like his letterbox review like kept it vague because of how kind of easily it would be to spoil the the movie and stuff. So like I do want to hear other people's opinions on it. Genuinely, like it wasn't just a fucking yeah. dickish thing the way I named the podcast last week. Mm-hmm. I liked um, it. I liked that title. I, I did as well. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah like. I will say that there are a few of the themes and subtexts of that film that I didn't pick up on and I've gotten a bit of an appreciation for them but like also what I didn't say the last time is that like themes and subplots and subtext are great yeah, but, but they should they should completely work to fucking aid the movie and they do not in us at all uh, I don't think I said that last week. I might have done, but like that is absolutely. I don't either, That's one hundred percent how I feel about it. It's like the the themes are great in us. Absolutely, the execution of them is fucking terrible. Mm. You get that with films, though. You get a lot of films where you really. I wanted us to be really great. I really enjoyed the trailer, and I kind of you look back on it, and I'm like, man, I, I just wish it was better. And for me, like you know, I mean, maybe I'm not getting something because everyone fucking loves it. It's it's broke box office records. Like it's set like a the highest opening for a horror film and things like that, and it's doing great. And I'm just like, man, I mean, maybe it's just me, man. I don't know. See, I was thinking about this other day, and that like it's broke. Like, not not that that matters. Fuck, Transformers Two made a shit ton yeah, of money, but that's a like, shite or whatever. It's kind of broke these kind of box office <clears throat> buyers and stuff like that. I, I was wondering whether it's I watch a lot of horror films. Same, and you do as well. I don't. You don't. Um, and I was wondering. Like, I found it kind of tired and predictable. A yeah. lot, a lot of that film, um, and was bored through it. And I was wondering whether it's maybe just because you've seen so many of these tropes before. Yeah. You've seen so many films do the home invasion angle. You've seen so many films do the doppelganger angle. Mm. Um that it was nothing new mm. but yet it's being heralded as this kind of original original masterpiece yeah. and it just totally isn't it doesn't it doesn't but, even put the elements that are in it in an original manner yeah. it's yeah but I was wondering if it's maybe then 
a lot of because horror is it's always been quite a maligned uh, genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's never ever really been given respect it actually probably deserves. Um, whether a, a lot of these critics and a lot of a lot of the public to a certain degree mm. um, are seeing these kind of things, maybe not for the first time, but it's still fresh enough for them mm-hmm. that that is what's given it the more positive reviews, coupled with the it's a film that thinks it's smarter than it is. Yeah, I mean, like you said, <clears throat> there's a lot of like... It's like the Dan Brown of, of filmmaking. <laughs> oh, that is possibly one of my favourite insults. Like, I use that quite regularly. Um, when it comes to the horror genre, though, you do get your respected... <clears throat> you get your respected horrors, like The Omen and things like that. Like, films that are like really, really good and it's really well acted, it's really well made. And then you'll get your schlocky horror where it's tropey mm-hmm. and it's enjoyable to a certain level, but because you've got these sub-genres within the horror genre... Sometimes it's just easy for folk to be like, oh, it's just a horror film. It's going to be quite tropey. Yeah. It's going to this and it's because it has those subgenres where horror just sometimes blends all the, it blends together for a lot of folk. They don't really see, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, well, that's just a trashy whatever, as opposed to not a really well made. This one. is the exact, like, we've also had this conversation, I'm sure, man. Like, we've done at this point hundreds of fucking episodes of this podcast. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's the exact same way I feel about anime as well, though, where it's like, I can completely understand why people just look at it and go, fucking anime, yeah. whatever, man. It's a fucking like, cartoon. It's, it's the same as horror. It's like there is so much shit within that fucking uh, pigeonhole. That, it like, just depends. You, know, yeah. you need to find some way to curate it to find the fucking mm. good stuff. Like, Aye. I mean... See, that, that's what I'm finding currently of my Crunchyroll subscription is that there's so much on there. It's where do you start? Yeah. When... How did you find JoJo's? What made you pick that? Um, I, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure for anybody listening who doesn't know about um, I knew I know Jojo's Bizarre Adventure because of a video game right. a fighting game yeah yeah um, so I knew the name and then you'd brought it up yeah not, like I recommended it to ago. you like a wee while so I thought ah, okay I'll, I'll give that a go because it, it sounded it is delightful like it's, uh, <laughs> like, I, I've only watched the first two episodes I started watching it yesterday and um that is the right kind of mental weirdness. It also, like, it is so it, cool. It just changes so readily at the drop yeah. of a hat. Like, it goes from like this thing about like a, a Japanese interpretation of Victorian era English rugby players to no, this it, it, it's, it, it's, go, it starts yeah. even before that. It's, it's like it's it's a kind of it's almost like a kind of uh, almost Dickensian. Yeah, uh, t- uh, the first episode is almost Dickensian, but it's it. a Japanese idea of what yeah what Dickensian stuff is. So it's like right. they're all like a uh, upper class English uh, characters, <laughs> but they're also all like fucking super ripped, like birthday. Yeah, they all look like, they all look like they all look a fucking Kenshiro <laughs> from Fist of the North Star. Good lord! It's man. like the the exact sort of thing that that episode of South I was Park took the piss yeah. out. See, I was kind of hoping you were going to say that they're all upper class and that like that. I was hoping it was going to be kind of like you know an Archer where they have to do that. I was like, man, the, I, I want that kind of ridiculous. The, the, the person who came up with the names just doesn't quite understand naming conventions yeah. in England because there's a character called Speedwagon. <laughs> Speedwagon. A, a, a thing I really laughed at, and it's a really dumb thing. Uh, a guy's walking down the street drinking a bottle of Irish whiskey that's called Cronenberg. <laughs> it's like it's just off everything yeah. about it it's like there's in that very same episode they're supposed to be in in London like kind of uh, like the London's East End but it looks like Norway 
Yeah, it's like all right, it's just okay. everything it's like, about it is just like so. Is just, it, is it this some, kind of thing somebody, where it's like it's London at this time and this is this class, but nothing about just, it adds yeah, up. Yeah, it's all. But I kind of like that, man. That's, but, that sounds kind of. But it all it all kind of just gels in such a strange, strange yeah. way that's like really watchable. And it's so and it's so dumb. It moves, it's stupidly it violent. Yeah. Like see from where you are just now as well. Where it's like right now, if you've watched the first two episodes, you've probably got like a bit of the feud between like the brother and the foster brother. Oh, I. But uh, where that Dio, goes, Dio Brando, the bastard. Yeah, where that goes. Well, that's who you're talking yeah. about. Right. Where that He's goes is. Absolutely fucking ludicrous! Like, can I I take it? Do you not want to spoil it? Because I kind of want to know. No, it's like the the very first episode. Dio Brando. The the very first. He puts he puts Jojo's dog in an oven. (laughs) Oh my god! Man, fucking hell, that's well, evil. Well, the very first episode, they turned up and Dio Brando's supposed to be like 12 years old and he sounds like he's 40 and smokes 40 fags a day. And is he ripped to shit? And he's ripped right. to shit. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody in the show is ripped. ripped to Everybody's shit. ripped, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's apart cold, from, the, apart from the, the small, genteel women. <laughs> Do they all have like top hats and like uh, big a, fit? A guy, the, the episode that I just watched is a the guy who's got, guy. A, guy who's got a top hat who peels the brim off and it's got three blades and he throws it at him oh, and he goes right, right and digs into his arm and he doesn't even flinch and it's like wow fucking anime mate what the fucking hell is that it just it, it just it goes you know I wonder when folk come up with shows like that you're like man where the fuck what was that meeting like what was Wait, that about a bit in, in, did you start naming stuff from Britain or England tell you, it's such a far cry from laid back camp which is the yeah. first watch like the, <laughs> yes. they, they start giving like the season say subtitles as well so like season 3 is called Star Crusade and uh, it's like it starts taking on this total glam rock vibe uh, but like the main character like every season it's a different Jojo but it's from the same family right. so the first one's jo- uh, Joseph uh, Joseph jo- jo- uh, is it kind of like a Blackadder effort where it's different generations yeah. of Blackadder yeah. 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 Like, uh, in, in the third one it's the, the guy's name is like I can't even fucking remember Joey Joe John Jr. yeah it's some Super. weird man but like he's a total bad boy he's like he just walks about with like a hand in his pocket all the time and the other hand's like dead limp he's got like a big metal chain coming off his like, side has he got leather a leather jacket with shades He's got like, no. It's Probably like, didn't I, do his homework be, because it's Japanese. He's got like a school uniform because he's pretty course, young. Yeah. But he's ripped to fuck. <laughs> he's like he, he looks. He looks <laughs> like M. Bison from Street Fighter Two. Yeah, <laughs> when you see uh, uh, Joe Jester playing rugby at the start of episode two, and he's like nine foot tall, yeah, yeah. and he's built at the side <laughs> of a house. <laughs> and the, the story oh goes God. places Neil you need to continue Man, I'm it. totally going to finish uh, that. But, but again, like the, the it's kind of like see like the mate like sorry. Um, in the Spider Verse, where Kingpin looks like that, and he yeah. looks like that for a laugh. You're like, wait, we we get the joke. They're in the joke. Is this a joke, or do no, they, no, are they just no, like? No, that, 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 this is just anime, right? Okay. This is like this is the the anime. I think that just spawned all the jokes about anime. Like yeah. it feels like they're all in there, but like they're not in there. Ironically, they're all in there because that's what it yeah. was. Uh, but and, yeah. it, and it's it's a weird weird joke. Is like the anime the animation style. Is it? It feels quite unique to a lot of, yeah. of what I've what I've seen, and it's really cool in the way it does like kind of cutaways, yeah, and yeah. it's got it's really weird because like the the theme song the the starting theme song is what you would expect an anime yeah. theme song to be like, totally over, over the top. Yeah. But then the closing credits theme songs by the seventies prog rock band Yes, and which, which one did he do? Um, see the first four episodes. 
Um, no, like, it, like what song we know them from? Not like no. Oh, I don't know what song you know this, them this from. is actually what I was kind of leading up to. Though, like season three is like all about them trying to find a. Well, actually, I'm not going to say who. Like they're trying to find a person, and they know that he's in Egypt. So like it's about them trying to get to Egypt, but like things keep going wrong. So like every time the fucking episode ends, they play that a uh, walk like an Egyptian song. Right. Just every every time, it just it's so good. It just is the campest, cheesiest, uh, most joyful thing I've ever seen. That's great. And like so they, they do that like hey, the thing as well where. Every single time there's like a bad guy that shows up, once he gets defeated, he becomes one of their friends and they just become like a bigger and bigger posse as it goes With all on. these like ripped nine-year-olds. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Jesus. Oh, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Man, you're winning what me What were we even talking about? You're winning, well, we're actually talking about my week, but... <laughs> <laughs> it went well. <laughs> but yeah, you're kind of selling me on this. Oh, I um, love it. Also watch Bacano. I've tried to sell you on Bacano before. Have you've never seen Bacano? I've never watched that. Bacano is a children's toy. <laughs> That's Meccano. <laughs> I know, I, I don't think it's on Crunchyroll, but it is on YouTube. If you right. type it in, like all the episodes are on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So Bacano is a prohibition era a set in America gangster thing. I think I've seen you watch it. But a Japanese interpretation of that. Yeah, but also it's like the main intent of the show is to make a TV show without a main character. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, there's like, a, it's a complete mm. ensemble, but like, they try and make it so that nobody stands out. Uh, right. in it. So like, every single episode follows somebody new, and they're the main character for, for that, that episode. episode right. um, but like, the whole thing is essentially like, kind of the plot to Highlander, because like, <laughs> there, there are a, a kind of race of immortals who are like, trying to steal each other's powers by... Uh, consuming the other person, like that's the consuming only consuming them. Yeah, the only way an well, like a quicker you know, they eat them. They eat them, right. but like they don't like actually eat them. Like they just put their hand up to them and like they kind of get like kind of like your soul is mine yeah. kind of yeah. effort. Uh, so like, it becomes like a big kind of stop the bad dude before he becomes too powerful thing, and like everybody just you know it's so good, man. It mostly yeah. sets place in a train called the Flying Pussyfoot. <laughs> of course, it does. <laughs> It's really good, Neil. You will fucking love Bacano. Yeah, okay. I can guarantee it a hundred percent that you will love that show. No, I need to like again. I've just because I watched a couple of episodes of Parts and Rep with you, man. I just kind of been watching like season four onwards. That's very much my comfort places watching Parts and Rep because it just it makes me smile and I'm just all happy. Yeah. But I kind of keep seeing trailers for uh, the Expanse. I've talked to you about it. I've thought about watching that. The Expanse is solid. I seen the new trailer for the very final uh, two eps of Gotham and part of me was thinking about watching it then I talked to a friend of the podcast Lee McPherson and I says should I watch Gotham he's like well you didn't like Arrow did you so probably not well, I, like, I, no. I actually, and then Neil let, said the let same me, thing let me ask you a question tell me that did I like Arrow no no that's not the question I'm going to ask are you 14 years old no right you will not like Gotham well I, no. I, I, I watched a fair amount of Gotham after we gave up on it yeah you, they, yeah I, didn't, I don't think I made it through an entire season, but like the reason I stopped watching it is because every episode is exactly the same. Isn't Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the same? Some, no, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is just better? stupid. Yeah, it's definitely better. Um, is it better than that? Because it goes all over the place. Yeah, of course it is. What kind yeah. of question is that? Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. got good, then got ridiculous, right. but still good. Right. But not good. It's just weird. I'm going to watch the next season, but I don't know why. Because right. <laughs> you need to know it is cool than that's got all. He totally is. Yeah, he totally, totally is. 100% he's a scroll. Um, 
Yeah. Well, I, okay. So, yeah. Was it the Expanse? No, it was well, no, I had Gotham. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Every episode is exactly the same. It's like there's a problem. Something happens. There's like some murders and stuff because it's focused on Commissioner. And Jim Gordon. Uh, well, not not Commissioner. It's like yeah. Uh, he can't solve it on his own, so he has to turn to the CD underbelly to get intel to solve it, and then he solves it. And every episode is that, and I was like, I can't be doing with this man. It's just fucking so formulaic. It's just being like having an avid interest in like you know the the Batman like universe. I would kind of want to see certain things and how they play out. Aye, but, but it's an alternative Batman universe. Yeah, I I seen a compilation video of the guy that plays the Joker, and I was like, ooh, I don't know about this. I see you earlier, if you'd seen. I hadn't seen no, I hadn't seen any of him in Gotham. It was compilation videos of. Cameron, whatever his name is. Can't yeah, but no, I asked, I asked you earlier, had you seen, because they've released oh, not the, seen... Fi- the final images of the final incarnation of that. No, what does he look like? Oh, is it terrible? Oh, it's shite. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, for the listeners, Neil is now currently looking up a picture of said person on his phone. This, yeah. is, this is great radio. Um, yeah. Tommy will henceforth describe what he sees. <laughs> as long as we're back again. Uh, yeah. Intricate detail. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, anyway... Make I, it sound like you're describing a wine. Okay. <laughs> it's Barky. <laughs> um, I, uh, like, so there's a couple of things I want to watch, but I've just been re-watching a lot of Parks and Rec, and i only seen one film this week. Um, I didn't go see Dumbo, but we'll get to that. Why? Uh, he looks like um, the tall man from Phantasm. With a purple jacket and crusty, mm. a crustier face. <clears throat> it looks like Jack Nicholson if Jack Nicholson was dead. Wow. Yeah, kind of zombie Jack Nicholson Joker. Mm-hmm. A little, is it zombie Jack Nicholson Joker if he'd been left under a microscope? I actually didn't even. Sun. I didn't even mean the, the Joker version of him. I just meant. I just, just, Jack, just uh, Is zombie Jack Nicholson not just Jack Nicholson these days because he's dead old? Quite possibly. Mm. Um, but yeah, how was your week, Neil? It's been all right. It's not bad. Uh, not really done very much. Uh, work. Have you eaten any good crisps? Because I know you and that guy from your work talk about crisps a lot. If you, I shout out to Graham. He probably doesn't listen to this, but he right. does like a crisps. Uh, it feels like the extent of our friendship is talking about what crisps we eat. I mean, I've had less meaningful friendships <laughs> than that. Um. It was Mother's Day on on Sunday, so yeah, yeah. went with my mum and my granny for lunch. I went back to my old work, uh, Carlos Let Rest. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everybody there. I had quite a good meal. I didn't mean that to say. <laughs> yeah, as I say, like, yeah, finally. Me, yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, we hung, went, out, hung out with you on Sunday. Yeah, we went and watched Lords of Chaos. Lords of Chaos. Got pretty steaming. Yeah. Which I've not been steaming in a long time, so it didn't take a lot. Was that just on wine? Well, no, I'd had two pints in the Affle. I had a bottle of uh, Copperberg. And a, a bottle of, bottle of beer wine, and a bottle, bottle of red, red wine. wine mm. And then had. had a pint after. Yeah, we discussed it, and then that was it. Yeah. That was, yeah. yeah. But we will get to Lords of Chaos later um, on. <clears throat> worked on Monday. Mm. We went to uh, went to the cinema yesterday. We'll get to that because that was a thing. Uh, I've had a bit of insomnia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, this like I don't know if it's just me, but I think 
everyone's kind of been feeling this. This is a week where just I don't think MD can be fucked. Yeah, because like, I was thinking about this. I don't know, is it the weather or what is it? I was thinking about this like before we started, where when we're kind of saying, okay, what have we actually watched this week? Hmm. And even just sitting in the house, like, a full week has passed since we've recorded. Mm-hmm. Has it been a full week? Yeah, yeah. we, 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 always rec- we generally always record on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I cannot think of even just stuff on like Netflix mm. that I've watched. I think I've just watched a lot of stupid YouTube stuff or slept. I watched another episode of Star Trek Discovery. I actually watched two because I realised I'd missed one. Oh, and Shudder! I, again, man, like, I, as much as I fucking hated that show when it first came out, it is good. It is a genuinely fucking good show now, oh, man. Okay. Well. Well, every episode they managed to like throw in enough complications to make it like genuinely kind of interesting. Mm. Every single every, every single episode far has had it. Okay. Yeah. Or would you rank it in your Star Trek and, and series? I mean, like so, next gen and Deep Space Nine are still the obvious two best ones. I think I now like this more than both Voyager and Enterprise oh, okay. and the original series which the original series for me like as much as I respect what it done like it is firmly at the bottom of that pile my god <laughs> fair enough oh Voyager's terrible uh, Voyager is like Voyager's got a lot of heart man it does like I felt not I enough felt, soul I, felt I vaguely remember Voyager starts to get better yeah season 4 when the Borg gets introduced yeah. like when Voyager finished when I finally watched all 7 seasons of that I felt genuinely sad that it was done in a way that I didn't with the other Star Trek shows that I thought were better than it mm. so there's mm. something there man Like, did you feel sad when Enterprise finished? no were you just happy to see it go? No, it's like that was. Would you? Fine. Like, I was like, I the, the, season up. the entire time I watched Enterprise, like I knew it being cancelled in season four, which was the first time a Star Trek show hadn't made it to like seven seasons, I think, other than the original series, which only lasted three. Two um, is it up? Three. three. Okay. But like, yeah, like the, the whole time I knew it was doomed uh, to mm. you know finishing just like a total oh well that just happened kind of way. Mm-hmm. But like I did not understand the criticism that was levelled at Enterprise because like I really liked the, the first couple of seasons of that. Season 3 was a bit shitty but then season 4 was good again. So yeah. because they changed good. the theme tune? Yeah. <laughs> man. From be that rocking power ballad to the kind of I don't know. It's the same song but it's kind of it's not as power ballad. I never even got that far into that. I didn't oh, know that was a thing. Yeah. yeah. But I mean season 1 Rod I can Stewart understand. wrote the song. Fuck. Yeah. For... The movie, in, in, no, in, well, in, no, no, it was originally for something else. He wrote it for a film that never got made. That right? Yeah, and it's a funny film because, like, when I told you the last time you laughed, oh shit, I'm gonna have to look that up. Aye, yeah. but yeah, so oh, well. I, I had been playing the Division too, but I think I've now reached that point where I'm not going to play that anymore. Uh, I think I talked about how I finished Modern Warfare One. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that, I did that just before the show last week. Uh, me and Paco played some online. Um, it was hard. How how does that hold up? Was it really well, man? Yeah, I, I, I did is enjoy it, it. Is it at that point though where everybody's dead good at it? No, no. no. I mean, like people are still good at it. But like, I mean, when we played it last night, I was like coming middle of the scoreboard most games. Like I was kind of struggling a bit. But like I've played other times in a, the, I mean the very first game I picked up I ended up getting a helicopter a kill streak a, mm-hmm. instantly. Just like people are, if you're good at first person shooters, like or just if you play first person yeah. shooters in general, you you know where you're going to lie on uh, that online thing because like 
they're all pretty much the fucking same. Mm-hmm. Um, I was tempted. I saw that um, Black Ops Four was a free weekend again. I was tempted to kind of drop in on that, right? And see what's going on. He originally wrote it. Actually, he didn't write it. It was written by Diane Warren and performed by Rod Stewart uh. for the soundtrack to the nineteen ninety eight film Patch Adams. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Stuart's version oh, charted man. at number 3 in the US hot adult contemporary tracks and at number 60 in the UK singles chart that was, it that was warmly was received so by critics <laughs> All right. so there, there you have it mm-hmm. Patch Adams fuck um, well uh, so you'd happily see more Discovery than I yeah at this point I'm on board with it well Alright, okay. I, Did not think if it's definitely got better, I think I'll, I'll kick in and see what it's like. Yeah. Like, I, I would suggest starting from the start, though, just no, so I will. you can yeah, see I, how I, terrible I it is. I can't, I wouldn't be able to start it just in season two. But yeah, like, the, the, the first six episodes that were are really, really bad, and then they took their mid-season break, and then after it, it became, like, watchable trash, but mm. not Star Trek, and then season two is like, oh no, this is actually Star Trek. Alright, okay. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, well, um, so moving on. Yeah, moving on. So you, you didn't watch anything this week, no? No, uh, yeah, I've not no. even been near the cinema. Uh, yeah. All right, Neil, do you want to talk about what you've seen of Dumbo? All right, okay. Yeah, yesterday, yesterday I had grand, grand cinema plans <laughs> uh, until only get two night, two hours sleep the night before. Oh. Uh, so I rocked up to Tim Burton's Dumbo. Yeah, and then an hour later, rocked out of Tim Burton's Dumbo because oh. my god, that film is boring. Wow, super is, boring. Is it possible that you're just not in the right frame of mind for it because you've had so little sleep? No, no, because I, I, I was st- I, when I went, I was still up for it. I, I still kind of wanted to see it, mm. um, but it's just so dull. And, and right, okay, Dumbo is. A reimagining of the Disney classic, uh, this time live action with uh, CGI elephants. Uh, it stars Danny DeVito, Colin Farrell, Michael Keaton, and uh, Ava Green. Mm-hmm. Um, Dumbo uh, is born into this circus um, run by Danny DeVito. Uh, who immediately sees it years and thinks, oh, I've been swindled, this is some kind of disabled elephant. How it's can got I put, big ears. How can I put this out here because the ears are so big? It's a joke. And because of this, uh, the mother gets sold, but, well, there's more extenuating circumstances than that. The mother gets sold back, so the Dumbo is now left by himself, up by himself in a whatever... Tim Burton uses this um, to. I'm sorry, let me kind of think about what I'm saying. Here. Tim Burton kind of mirrors this situation by having these two children who are Colin Farrell's kids. Colin Farrell is one of an, an the ex star of this circus. He went off to World War Two, comes back. He's only got one arm left. Um, the mother of these children died while she was in World War Two, so the kids have abandonment issues. They don't really want with the father, 
the father then has to look after the elephants because he can't really do other jobs around the, uh, the circus. The um, so the storyline <laughs> essentially, although it's Dumbo's story of this elephant that can fly, it's actually a film about these kids and the father. Well, I mean, look, even in the cartoon, Dumbo didn't speak though, right? See, I can't so, remember. I don't really hold any reverence for the cartoon. I mean, how fucking dull would the movie be if it was actually about the elephant, like properly? I I would need to rewatch. Yeah, uh, I, I the old re- one. Yeah, I can't remember if I, if Dumbo speaks. I remember enjoying it, but I, I was very young. I just remember problematic crows. Yeah, that <laughs> as well. Um, so my issues with this is it's not a bad film. It's. It's clearly got a lot of money behind it. Uh, the effects are all right, although there was some ropey flying elephant bits. Is that a musical? No, it's not a musical, but the original wasn't a musical either. Um, the performances are not, are not that great. They're really hammy. It's, it's, it's kind of pantomime-esque. Mm. There's a lot of line deliveries, especially from Danny DeVito, that he just says stuff and it doesn't seem like it's not it's not like natural it doesn't seem like it seems like he's got cue cards and somebody's going line is it possible line. that like there was like other lines that were in there that have been edited out but like it just kind of ruins the consistency because of it is that no it doesn't really seem that mm. way it just seems kind of herky-jerky in the, in the performance is Keaton what's he like at it uh, Keaton's performance is I found it quite weird okay. um, is in Roman Keaton that's right <laughs> yeah, that's right uh, to be fair though to Keaton by the time I'd walked out he'd only been in it for about 20 minutes mm. um, but what I got from his performance was almost kind of Tom Lee Jones and Batman and Robin Batman Forever Batman Forever sorry oh. uh, not quite scenery chewing but kind of a, just a bit overboard but everybody's like that Colin Farrell's uh performance is very kind of uh, it's very earnest that kind of I'm just a uh, I'm just a good old working man yeah. I just want to do right for my family yeah. but there's a lot there's a lot of kind of shots of him looking incredulous as, as things happen and to be fair a lot of everybody's uh, shots of just mugging at the camera looking incredulous at this flying well, elephant I mean it is a flying elephant so yeah but it's not it's not in a Fuck me, that's a flying elephant, man. That's, Which, that's crazy. It's in a... Is there, like a look? is there a moral to Dumble? Uh, I think the, the moral of this one, I think they were building to, was about um, not trusting kind of big corporations and things like that. Because Michael Keaton's character... Like, the circus that uh, Danny Vito runs is a family-oriented uh, family business. Um everything's run like family everybody works Every, all the acts uh, have multiple roles to play multiple jobs within it whereas Michael Keaton's is a very uh, almost like a corporation um, is he big circus? He's, he, has, he has big circus because <coughs> he runs Coney Island or what is the equivalent of Coney Island where he has um, so when, when Keaton appears, it's because he heard about this uh, flying elephant. So he goes, he offers Danny DeVito a partnership uh, just so he can get the elephant. Uh, so 
when you when they go to this Coney Island style place, Keaton's is this giant, giant big top, but he's got uh, roller coasters, he's got other kind of pavilions of like sciences and things like that. Uh, but he takes Danny DeVito to his office. There's like uh, there's four secretaries. Danny DeVito's got his own secretary in his office, and DeVito turns around and goes, "Okay, what's my role here?" And he just laughs. And as it's totally, I'm the boss. This is big business, and you're getting pushed out. <clears throat> um, I quite like Ava Green. I always like Ava Green. Oh, she's great. Yeah, uh, she's really good. But again. I only got about 20 minutes over. Yeah. Um, Do you regret walking out? No, I don't because... What, what would make you regret it though? Like, what? I mean, I walked out of Shutter Island and Frozen well, and I've been told that was yeah, a mistake those in both are, fronts. Those are mistakes. What, what would be like, if you heard somebody go, man, this is the end of the Dumbo, what would be, you'd be like, oh fuck, I should have stayed at the end? Um, it turned out it was 9-11 the whole time <laughs> Dumbo was the plane oh god <laughs> Jesus <laughs> yeah I would have totally watched that yeah oh, that is in reference to the film Remember Me you've been warned what where I saw it what, go- where Robert Patterson's the plane <laughs> where, where I saw it going was that um they would, they, uh, Colin Farrell and more so probably his children, his smart arse mouthed daughter who's a pain there. Kids are really annoying in it and they're quite the focus of uh, it. Um, it's almost like this movie was intended for children. I know, it is, it is a film that's intended for children. I am probably not the target audience of it. Uh, where I saw it going was Colin Farrell and Ava Green would eventually fall in love. She would be their new mother. Uh, and they would help Dumbo get back to his mother Um, so it'd be it's Tim Burton though like he usually kind of puts a wee twist in there though didn't he because even like Edward Sutherhands didn't like wrap up neatly for everybody involved did it yeah but that was Tim Burton what 25 years ago when he was still making good films 992 I think it was was it early 90s Tim Burton Okay, I, I, I'm drawing a blank for its more recent ones. And also, that also, also is Disney. So yeah, yeah okay. Um, so it would take a lot. It would take Dumbo dying probably for me to go back and watch that. Okay. Uh, and that wasn't going to happen. It's pretty sick. Uh, See, the thing is, I Neil McCulloch not satisfied unless <laughs> elephant dies. I, I'm going to go watch it. I mean, I know, I see I, everything you said, I'm completely yeah, no, I, I, I would, I would be, I would I'm be, kind of interested. I would be interested to hear what your take on it was. I might go watch it tomorrow. Because. I was going to watch just, it today, but you, when I seen your review, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to watch I, it. I was just really, really bored. Yeah. Okay. And I've watched, I think I've watched quite a few things recently, mm. which have been quite boring. And I kind of value my time a bit more. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that Man, who who are you that's not uh, a Neil McCulloch I know the thing that annoyed me though about kind of the one regret I have about walking out was the way I set up going to the cinema I was going to come out of Dumbo and walk straight into Out of Blue but because I left Dumbo so early I would have had two hours to kill in town so I was like oh, yeah. knackered I'm no waiting going up the road so I never watched yeah. that which I've heard is really really good a random aside I nothing to do with what you just said but did you guys know that there's a new movie by the guy who did it Balls yeah yes. yeah have you uh, seen it it also, it also has got has had 
very, very mixed reviews. Polarizing which is, which reviews. Is, is it called like Under the Silver Under Lake? Under the Silver Lake. It's got Aye. Andrew Garfield in it. Mm-hmm. It's currently on Mubi, I do believe. So if you haven't had a free trial of Mubi, mm. no, I used that when it first came yeah, out like, so a long time I. ago. Mm. Was really impressed by it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I've only actually watched maybe the first third of it follows or something. It was another film that I walked out the cinema of, but it wasn't because I thought it was bad. It was just because I wasn't in the yeah. mood for it. I, I always meant to go back to it, but like it gets lauded as being like a I, genuinely. I think I think it follows a bit overrated. I think it's got a really good concept. It's got a great soundtrack. I just there was something about it that just it didn't hit with me. Mm. Uh, I can, I, but I've got no qualms of people saying, "Yeah, it's really good." Uh, I loved it. I thought it, when I remember seeing it at the time, I thought this is one of the best American horror films I've seen in years. Well, you have not seen Summer of '84, my friend. Uh, I haven't, no. <laughs> but yeah, I remember like being thoroughly impressed by it. Falls because <clears throat> it was very, it was very simple, uh, and it was kind of unnerving, and I and I, and I quite like that. Um, I was interested yeah. to watch this, uh, but I just. I haven't got around it and again Neil like Neil said a lot of mixed reviews where I'm not it's not kind of pushing me to go watch it same as see out of the blue again I've read nothing but it's kind of shit but I've read the no, synopsis I've, I've, and I'm kind of interested I've, so I've what, heard, what is the synopsis out of the blue out of blue out of blue sorry it's um, to do with printer cartridges <laughs> it's a detective story thing yeah, is that it's, right it's, yeah. it's a neo-noir uh, Patricia Clarkson's like yeah. a um, she's a private detective uh, I can't really remember what, what it's about but apparently she goes into what should be a simple case but I guess who directed mental. this and is it a kind of part comedy or is it like a serious no, detective serious, thing? I think serious. it's a serious I, I can't, I can't I, remember I, I, yeah because um, I looked up it's somebody I'd never heard of it is a lady I uh, Patricia Clarkson I, who's, I, I'm not going to lie man like detective stuff is like right up my street if that's you should watch Blade Runner mate that's a belter of a detective oh, story yeah, is it is it's a tall belter yeah. is it really though ah, it is uh, where he just like the only bit of actual sleuthing he does is like he sits and looks at a fucking picture for ages and sees a snake scale fuck off it's directed by Carol Morley who's an English lady uh, who also directed uh, hold on wait a minute but yeah I'm gonna uh, The Falling Dreams of a Life Edge is the fall in the TV series. And this is like a proper detective thing. I'm not going to go in right. here and all I, of a sudden I, it's about some risky romance. Right. I will, I we will. don't know, but all we know is it's a detective right. story. Let, there might be that. In which it. I'm entirely saying because I'm apparently sexist and just expected to be a Mills and Boone effort. When, de- when Detective Mike Coulihan is called to investigate the shooting of leading astrophysicist and the black hole expert Jennifer Rockwell. I'm in. I'm is, all in. She is affected in ways she struggles to comprehend. Which suggests to me there's probably quantum physics. Yeah. She gets sucked at a black hole. Is it sci-fi? And then she sees Matthew McConaughey on the way Part there. murder mystery, part esoteric cosmological rumination. I'm all for that. That sounds great. Noir. Everything you just said sounds brilliant. It was also produced by Brian Cox. And she has to defuse a bomb in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! Tempocalypse. Uh, Tempocalypse. That's it. <laughs> Man. Do you remember how he describes it to that couple? 
yeah, it's some like she's having relationship yeah, issues oh, or yeah. something. You want this? It's trash. And then he's like, "This is temp. What is it? She's Te- a, tempocalypse. Aye, this is temp. And he's like, "She's uh, she's never a big relationship. Oh my she's, god. Oh my god. It's like yeah, she's a lawyer, but she's like struggling her professional life with her social life, and she's like having trouble with her boyfriend. Oh my god. And yeah. then she's like, "Oh, that sounds great. He's like, "Oh, and she also has to stop a bomb and <laughs> to stop a war with China. <laughs> You're like, whoa. <laughs> It's got something for everyone. You'll right. laugh, you'll cry, it'll change your life. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 out of blue, that was called. Out of blue. I'll, I'll go watch that. I'll maybe watch that or Dumble tomorrow. Uh, yeah, this leads us to the only film <laughs> we watch at the cinema because it isn't. It's slim pickings right now. Uh, it's really slim. It's slim fucking here. pickings, man. Um, so we went and watched uh, Lords of Chaos. Do I guess a wee synopsis, Neil? No, you give us a synopsis. I gave you a synopsis. I don't believe I did, yeah. But, but don't, so, don't make the synopsis a literal step-by-step uh, explanation of the entire movie. Okay. Um, as did your want. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, you that, that's why that, at times yeah. I ask other folk to do it, because uh, mine's is not satisfying. Uh, Lords of Chaos, um, It's basically it's the story of... It's set in the early early 90s, and it's set... At, it's about the start of basically Norwegian black metal. Like it's, the, it's based on a true story. Based on the book of, of which this is a true story. Yeah. And, uh, the, but it's a very fictionalised version of it. Yeah, so you see the formation of the band Mayhem and it kind of follows their lead singer. Um, and basically, it's about how Norwegian black metal was this new uh, music subgenre. But because Norway is quite a uh, religious country... Um, during the early 90s uh, there was a lot of burning of churches and the Norwegian black metal bands a lot of them were implicated in it and a lot of them did do it I'm guessing no, by looking at your face right. that it wasn't actually that good uh, well, sorry. I'm just going to add an addendum to that in that not when Tommy says Norwegian black metal band it was this band yeah it was this band sorry but there was also I because, uh, yeah but it, fo- it falls kind of I thought it's not an ensemble piece. It follows a few folk, but mainly two. It, it ends up being the main character plays secondary to this other character, doesn't it? Because he... it's it's about kind of an right. There's the band Mayhem mm-hmm. uh, becomes kind of famous. Mm-hmm. Their lead singer kills himself. Uh, they get this other guy called Vargan. Yeah. Who is a, fa- a good he's name. He's a fanboy. Is that his actual name? Varg. Varg. No, that's not his real name. So he's a fanboy. He's a fanboy who kind of, he kind of almost, like, as if he's joined a cult. Kind of yeah, gets, he becomes like an obsessive. He becomes obsessed with this mm-hmm. whole black metal idea and ethos. When it becomes apparent where he's also, he's a bit kind of fucked up because he has Nazi leanings. Uh, he always goes on about Odinism and paganism and how that is all kind of intrinsically linked. Yeah. So the film is essentially it's kind of like a almost a power struggle. Yeah. Between this guy Varg who is out there trying to live this black metal life where he's burning churches, he's trying to take down the establishment. He's talking about bringing down the establishment, whereas. The lead singer, who's played by Rory Culkin. Yeah, I can't remember his name. name. I totally can't remember. Euronymous yeah. um, is his name. Euronymous. Um, says he's all about that stuff, but he's kind of really just about kind of getting these pictures in the paper and getting these whole. Mm. But yeah, it's. Um, I didn't really get into it at first, but it, the film for me got interesting. 
Um, again, it's one of those efforts where it's like uh, it's Norwegian black metal, and everybody's just got you know everybody's distinguishing it, and that's fine. Um, but I didn't really like any of the characters, and I couldn't really get into. It. And again, it's a music subgenre that I don't really have a lot of interest in. But I find with like documentaries and even like biopics, if it's it might be something I don't generally take an interest in, but if it's interesting enough, I'll get into it. I, that happened to me eventually with Lords of Chaos because I thought... I was just pointing out this isn't a documentary. It's not, no. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a, well, a biopic, I guess. Oh, right, okay, you did say biopic, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. So, it was, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was fine. Um, it was, in terms of its direction, it was fine. Some of the performances and the writing was okay. I thought Rory Culkin was pretty good. Um, but all in all, uh, I thought it was, I always just thought I... Um, I don't really have much else to say about it than it got interesting, but because I don't have a lot of interest in that kind of musical subgenre or whatnot, I was like, meh, okay. I think I certainly enjoyed it a lot more than you did. You did, so I remember um, talking about it. Like, I kind of very, very early, early into it, early doors into it, uh, started viewing it as it was almost. Spinal Tap esque, mm. and that it felt like a spoof, and it's directed by Jonas Ackerland, mm-hmm. and it becomes really apparent very quickly that Ackerland does not give a fuck about black metal mm. to the point where it seems like he's actually trying to patronizing it and trying to rip the piss mm. out of it because every character is a trash human being, mm. uh, and all the kind of surrounding characters are trash human beings. Um, they're all really they're all really douchey, and yeah. like like all all subcultures, not just black metal, not just metal, all all subcultures have their douchebags who buy into the hype of it and buy into this sort of pretentious, um, the kind of pretension of the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but even then, though, like it's been my experience with anybody who's like really into kind of death metal and stuff that they are all really nice people. Like I've never met an asshole. Well, no, they, these these people, or at least their portrayal of these people, is that they're all assholes. Yeah. Um, to each other and to folk around. Yeah. Um. So I I view that as a comedy. So when all the when all the really brutal violence happens, of which there is some exceptionally brutal kind of scenes in it, mm-hmm. uncomfortably so. Or? Uh, it depends on your own life experience yeah. to a certain degree. Of, well, there, there, there's, a, there's like I've, I did say before that the lead singer commits suicide. Mm-hmm. That's pretty graphic. Uh, which I found slightly uncomfortable due to my own kind of experiences mm. with that. Um, that's shot in a way where that is really, really realistically done. Mm. Uh, it's very, very gory, but in a very realistic mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um. So much so, like, like when when he's found, uh, his band member, uh, sorry, his his friend and band member takes pictures of him and they yeah, want to use that for the album cover, yeah, and then he yeah. takes bits of his skull and they put it on necklaces that they're all going to wear. Which did I, that actually happen? Uh, I'm the, guessing the, so. The pictures, yeah. Uh, they they talk about the skull stuff and how it was actually chicken bone. Ah, uh, uh, that's right. You might have been out of the toilet. No, oh, I wasn't toilet. Ah, uh, because there's a scene. Like, we both kind of thought and that what made him seem like an even more of a dick was, like this, Euronymous, was 
there seemed to be no empathy towards what happened. Mm-hmm. But I, as I had said to you, there's a scene yeah. later on in the film where you do get that, so it does kind of soften. It makes the way his arc goes by the end make him a more kind of, kind of a bit more of a likeable character. Um, what I felt about it mm-hmm. was that if you, if you, if you can just step back from it, watch it for what it is, uh, find the humour in it, because there is a lot of humour, there's a lot of times I laughed out loud at it, uh, and it wasn't that it was kind of, ah, that's so stupid, but actual things I thought was fun, actual proper jokes. If you can do that, when they're, they're not being likeable characters, it makes it easier to watch it when it's a comedy. Mm. Um, Hang on a second. I tried. I to, sorry, I I was good. I I tried to find the comedy in it. I just didn't because I mean I like the director. Like, have you seen the film Spun? No. All right. I I quite like that, and that's quite funny. It's directed by Jonas Ackerlund, who yeah. who also did Control. No. No, no he did. No, he did uh, Spun. Uh, Anton Corbin oh, did Corbin uh, Control. Did, uh, control. But he also did like uh, uh, Joe Sarkland also did like a lot of music videos. Yeah, he's he's done a lot. Of, he's he's actually done my favorite music video of all time, the Britney Spears Hold It Against Me video. He did which, that. Yeah. Fuck. In which Britney Spears fights herself, Street Fighter oh, style. Oh God, it's that. It's a fucking Delta video. Man. Um, oh. It's weird though because, like, as I said, it feels like Ackerland has no reverence for the subject or cares to bring in to thanks for the acid flashback Neil <laughs> yeah it's the first one I think I've ever had <laughs> um, but it doesn't it's not even like he's looking for that common ground where he can bring in the black metal fans and appease them and bring in like people like us mm. and who are watching it as a biopic um, it feels really kind of sloppy as if even in the editing room they're still trying to work out what the film is. Yeah, there was. I thought some um, of that was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's some quite arresting visuals. Mm-hmm. Some really good visual stuff yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, Rory Culkin's performance I quite enjoyed because he I plays he kind good. of. He plays all. He plays like he is almost like a cult leader. Mm. Um, he's really like, he's really charismatic. Um, the guy that plays Varg, who I honestly can't remember, mm. uh, and they've only got seventy-seven percent on my phone, mm. so I'm not going to look up. Um, he plays the kind of the what's the word I'm looking for? He plays the kind of um, militant kind of guy, yeah, really well. He plays he plays him really paranoid and mm-hmm. uh, really kind of snidey at times, mm-hmm. uh, quite up himself to the to the point that it's believable and I find it quite funny because I was re- I kind of had a wee look um, right. into this uh, after we'd seen it uh, and the real life Varg had real issues with this guy playing him because he was a Jew uh, and good lord real life Varg a Nazi yeah um, good lord so get it up the prick mm-hmm. um, what's the name of this film? Lords of Chaos uh my issue, one of my kind of issues was that although, like, the main the main driving force of the film is the the Varg-Euronymous relationship, mm-hmm. you don't really get a sense of anyone else in the band. Yeah. And there's a scene kind of near the, kind of in the middle of it where 
there's a throwaway line of one of the band members says, I'd love to know what it feels to put a knife into another human being. Mm. So you then go see this guy go and murder this guy and stab him to death. But you can't really care about it because you don't know. Yeah. I, I actually didn't know really who this guy was, yeah. why we should really care about it. Yeah. Uh, the actor's name is Emery Cohen. Can I also say as well that Rory Culkin looks like he is dying? You see him with his shirt off quite a lot and he looks like uh, um, Christian Bale in The Machinist. Hmm. Um, I don't really have anything else to add, man. It was it was okay. Yeah, it was alright. I, w- I would really love to hear uh, Andy Craddock's view on it. I think Crad's away seen it for like a second or third time. Really? I, think, I think he kind of, I think he was really into yeah, it. Yeah, again, he's a he, fan of black metal. Yeah, because so. like, he's good <clears> into that kind of stuff. Like, because, yeah, it's a genre of music I, I don't want to say that I've got no time for, but I, I'm not into it at all. It does appeal to me, and that's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. It appeals yeah. to other folk, but I just, I couldn't get into it, and that's why, you know, because I'm not into it. I just, Which yeah. was weird, because it's a film that, even though it's about black metal, it's not got a lot of black metal in it, to the point yeah. where the soundtrack's actually brilliant by Seagull Ross. Is the soundtrack by Seagull yeah. Ross? Yeah. No, no. Um, I well, that's yeah. So, what have we got next week? Well, I'll we'll uh, have seen out of out well, of you've already seen Shazam, so I've seen Shazam, yes. So, I'll probably go to see Shazam on Sunday before WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, it's WrestleMania last week, so mm-hmm. fuck knows what I'll go and see when. <laughs> yeah, um, did you guys have you ever recorded like a WrestleMania episode that's not about movies? Don't think no, we never done a wrestling podcast. Yeah, interesting that we talked about it, right? A few years ago, we talked about me. I mean, obviously, you do it, I'm not going to be fucking on it, yeah. No, I know, but like me, you and Pollock have talked about it. We could probably rope somebody into that, Uh, but no, so yeah, we've we've talked about it, but not seriously. If we were to start up another podcast, we are, aren't we? About anime called Ride With Me, Ride With Me, there you go, (laughs) my pleasure, about the stuff Paco doesn't like. Paco don't preach. <laughs> uh, would we just use the raptor's feet and like kind of na- have a different naming convention? What would it be or like? A raptor a... the kitchen presents, or just would, like would, would it be raptor's guy then? Oh, I like it. Oh man, that is good. What's that? Guy then is like a kind of Japanese yeah, thing for the, side the story. Translation is slight side story. Oh okay. So, what's an example here that Tommy would understand? Uh, solo. Yeah. Okay. Rogue One. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Have you seen anything funny on a uh, Bon Apple Tea? <laughs> Shit, there was a really good one yesterday, but I forgot what it was now. What was the Sarah one? Sarah, who the fuck is Sarah Tonin? Fucking <laughs> 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 I I would be up for doing an anime podcast because I think we should do one for Evangelion. Yeah, but that's months you, away. You have been talking about like the Pollock said he was going to get involved with that as well, right? Pollock was up for it. He said yeah. he was up for it, yeah. Well, then he'll do it. Because it's one of those <laughs> things where whenever we bring it up in the main show, I mean, not so much now because you seem to be getting into anime, which is good. I, I'm, but, uh, I, always, I remember, like, see, when I was like, uh, I was maybe about 12 or 13, I got a, a subscription to, it was a video game magazine. It was like, was Games one, Master? No, it was Age. One, no, it was well before those days. PlayStation um, Magazine. And the free gift that they gave you was a video of VHS of Akira. Right. So Akira. I I got I got into anime when I was really, really young. 
Uh, I used to think Fist of the North Star was one of the best things I'd ever seen. It's pretty good. <laughs> but it's pretty good. Full get fucked up in that film. <laughs> uh, and then kind of fell off an- anime. Uh, and I'm kind of getting back into it. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I, I mean, I've pretty much forced you to watch a lot of anime, Tommy. And, like, no, you, but there's you've, stuff ta- that you've taken like. to some of it. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, there's, there, there's yeah, some anime it? films I do enjoy. It's like I mean, we, we were already like a really small podcast in terms of listenership and stuff mm. like that. Like, uh, humble, let's use the word humble. Um, but, like, I would need to imagine that the amount of people who listen to us and actually also want to hear about anime is, like, even smaller still. So, like, I mean, we're, I'm not doing this for fame or fortune. And if I was, I would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> uh, so, like, the idea of, like, doing an anime one and people can listen to it if they want to listen to it rather than kind of being forced mm. to listen to us talk about it when they're not interested, uh, I would be more comfortable doing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy to do an anime podcast. I still have no real problem with bringing it up on yeah, this yeah. because I think my, I think people who listen to our show are probably people who listen to our show because they maybe have similar tastes or they know us or they know us so they they trust in our kind of opinions and well, let's, well, let's okay. not go that far. Yeah. Yeah. Especially but, after the, the podcast we brought out just before <laughs> this one. Mm. Uh, but if we were to say, yeah, this is really good, watch it, they'll maybe give something a go, yeah. no matter what it is. I, I find that I get enthusiastic about anime way easier than I do about films and TV in mm. general. It's just there's something about it that really just clicks with me yeah. in a way that normal TV shows don't. Mm. I think, though, if we were to do an anime podcast, it would behoove us to do one where we're watching the same things. Yeah, yeah. 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 What would you just call it? Raptor's Guide Raptor's Guy Den. Just, just that, yeah. Welcome yeah. to 10 Minutes Ago, yeah. Tommy. He's just going to go with that? Okay. Quit living yeah. in the past. Raptor's Guide Den. Okay. <laughs> Probably like if you say it, you need to do it with that kind of Japanese accent that will henceforth be called problematic. <laughs> 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 Oh, well. Is that us for the for the show? I think so. Um, Shazam's out. There's some, there is something else out, uh, but I'll find the time to remember it. Is. Yeah, we're but all it? fucking just waiting for Avengers, man. It's not so yeah. far away. Oh, yeah. we're, we're all is, waiting for that. That is exactly yeah. what's happening. We're all waiting for it. tickets for Avengers yeah. today. Must be shit being like other movies. So like, oh, but we, we've got this coming out. It's like, like, mate, Avengers Endgame's out, all right? We're, Do you remember the, we about right the, the Golden Age uh, Marvel movies where we always got it two weeks before America uh, and they were always raging? Oh, it was good. It yeah. was good times, man. I got a friend of mine went and watched Captain Marvel and then asked me, right, I want to watch all of them. So what order do I watch well, them was in? that the first one? They should, they I think, seen? no, I think he's seen... Like, cause he the thing is he likes his like Marvel as well, but he hadn't really watched much of the films, which I thought was strange. So I said to him like, Apparently, this is the correct order to watch them in, and he's oh, already as in timeline. Aye, so he's already like I think he's just finished Thor: Dark World. And I I'm always like, find mm. that to be such a bad idea. Like, yeah, it's, just, it's one well, of those. Yeah, watch them, them in out. the order they were released yeah. in because, like, even he, he, possibly he asked, unintentionally, there will be parts in it that are a reference to something. That yeah, he, yeah, it, it he, always happens. Uh, huh. He's he's like, what's? And I was like, all right, and then I looked it up, and I was like, all right, is that the best order to watch? It? Cool. Because he was like, I want to know what it is in terms of events. The only time those sort of things are acceptable is if it's like a multi-season show yeah. and like you just want to get the gist of it. Yeah. So you'll get like a, a kind of curated playlist of just watch these episodes and you'll essentially get an idea. Mm-hmm. 
And he was just, he was telling me what he was, I think, what's next from Guardians of the Galaxy might make you in for a treat. And then, like, followed by Guardians 2. And then it was Guardians 2. Yeah. And then I was like, then you get to the best one, man, Big Winter Soldier. And he's like, oh, is that good? And I was like, mate, let me know when you've watched that. I I've, I've, can't wait to talk to you about it. Winter Soldier's a text. It's cool when you like something you love and you're watching like a pal experience. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was what I was like with Modern Warfare 1. I just I wanted to talk to everybody about it. And then, like, that bit where the fucking nuke goes off and I was like holy Man, fuck yeah. and I was talking to Steve about it I was talking to you I was talking to my brother about it he's like that was fucking brilliant that bit mate yeah. wow so it is really cool when that kind of thing happens it really is, like, I, I just honestly still remember being so impressed by that bit because they make you work yeah. so hard you think, you, you to, think you've got away there and it's yeah. like the, you, you get sent in to a hot zone to like rescue a, a downed crew mm-hmm. and then you get there and it's only the pilot that's left alive so you like evac with the pilot on then your you, back then you get downed again mm-hmm. and it's like you finally kind of claw your way out of the dirt and the fucking nuke goes off just as you're leaving that, that whole sequence was absolutely great man yeah yeah well you can get us at Raptors Podcast on Twitter you can get uh, what's, what's your Twitter handle Paco I, I believe it was super liberal woke <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you tweet Paco you probably won't get that yeah it's at Paco UK. Neil is at Scorch808. Yeah, uh, that's correct. Yep, you can get us on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud. Is the 808, I'm sure I've this before, is it anything to do with like Feudal Japan 808? Or is it like the year 808? Because that was like a big thing. It is a band 808 state. Right. Who are they? It's also, an 808 is also a synthesizer. Have you seen, just we the Scorch? About, uh, it was... <laughs> edgy and cool in the 90s I remember no, one of those was... kids with the flamed shirt yeah uh, I had one of those oh I totally had one of them I had one of them yeah uh, but, like, but no the, the the etymology of the name at Scorch 808 comes from A the band 808 State because uh, I, I was really I was really into them at that point in time but also and my he'll just double tapped his chest there for everybody wondering <laughs> my, my favourite um uh, pair of trainers I've ever had where air water scorches I had both both kinds which was the black with the orange yellow and red flames going up mm. them but I also had the ones which I thought were better which were grey with uh, blue white and kind of a darker silver Flames. Man, if oh. that was the, I was, I was fucking cool. And that was the story behind my myself as well. So, <laughs> <clears throat> so Samaritans are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll do us. Uh, we'll have watched a bunch of stuff and, or, or maybe we won't have. Who knows? There's a yeah. lot of wrestling we'll, we'll, to get through this yeah. weekend. We'll be here next week. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about stuff. Yeah. We'll talk, yeah. Thanks, I'll, Andy. I'll thanks, I'll Jamie. Thanks, all the folk that are listening in Canada and other parts of the world. Thanks, Paddy, for always sharing our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Appreciated. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Kale, for starting to like it as well. Who? Uh, he does the Comics Pals podcast as oh, well. Oh, right, yeah. So, a big Kale Ward. Cool. Yep. And that was Rappers in the Kitchen. I don't like your sign out. I don't like it. Well, is it not you suggested that I do that? I mean, like, not with that kind of. That's a kitchen. Yeah, not another kind of. Right, I'm right, a cheesy right. DJ. Yeah. Alright, well, what do you want? Welcome to drive time. Right, well, you do it then. And that was Raptors in the kitchen. I was the Raptors in the kitchen. Beat it. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Was it edgy beat it really necessary? No, I didn't. I don't know, man. I'm so tired. Let's do a, a happy ending. <laughs> Neil, Neil just looked like a, a visual representation of like the Windows error <laughs> message. Total <laughs> 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 Catch you guys next week. Yeah. Yeah.